0: Hi, I'm Sohail Janasari, a migrant rights researcher and activist. At the Qualitative Applied Health Research Centre, mercifully shortened to we aim to inspire debates on qualitative methods and practice. In this podcast series, we talk to people in other fields such as philosophy, film and journalism about the parallels and contrasts between their work and qualitative research. In doing so, we hope to broaden and challenge understandings of what qualitative research is and can be. Today, our guest is Nathaniel Martin, a community researcher at King's College London. Uh, Nathaniel, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Sahel. Um, As Sahel has kindly said, my name is Nathaniel Martin. Uh, My role at King's College London is a community research coordinator, and this is a partnership role. Between King's College London and specifically the Centre for Society and Mental Health and Black Thrive, an organisation which was originally based in Lambeth but it's now gone global. And if I could sum up and summarise what Black Thrive does, they are all about systems change, specifically uh, for the lives of Black people concerning their mental
0: health. Great. Thanks, Nathaniel. So, um, yeah, we were talking a bit earlier about your journey into research. So, do you want to say a bit about? bit about that and um sort of how you started to think about applying qualitative research and how you got into where you are now
1: brilliant sure thing so (laughs) the one thing i'd say and i'm learning to adjust to not saying is that i am not um, by nature a researcher Uh, my background is in youth work and sports development So before i was in this role i was leading a youth project in Brixton and clapham For two and a half years and before that, I was a BMX cycling coach. So a lot of my skills and expertise come from my engagement with young people directly um, through youth work and sports development and trying to engage the community in activities that they wouldn't usually do. So I really have a big passion for that just because of my own background. I was a BMX racer from the age of ten to probably twenty or so, and I still coach BMX racing now. Uh, I, was, I was also uh, I also really benefited from great youth work in my in my younger years, and a, a, re- a big part of um, my purpose in life is giving back to the community that that I grew up in. So everything that I've done and everything I hope to continue
0: to do after the day I die is hopefully trying to serve. The people, um, and if I could be as specific
1: as possible, the people of Lambeth, even more specific, the people of Brixton, because that's where I am from. So yeah, my journey into research, or this specific role, um, came through just me looking for a different career path. Um, love the youth sector, but it's severely underfunded, and funnily enough. Uh, the parent of a rider that I coached sent me this job role. And then when I looked at the job description, I was like, oh my days, this fits me like a glove. And um, it's, it's based on an on area that I care about, i.e., Lambeth, um, supporting young black people. I love to do that um, as a black man myself. And looking into the mental health of young black people, I think that's so key and important in this day and age. And that's been heightened and put more into focus through the pandemic. So um, when I think about my previous roles, I was doing research. So I was gathering the opinions and thoughts of young people concerning what they wanted to do in the youth projects that I was working on. I was gathering thoughts and opinions of local people in my BMX role when we were creating new um, facilities and trying to build new clubs. So we'd always have uh, consultations with with local communities. So I'm always I think yeah, research in that sense in a qualitative sense was yeah hearing where people are at, hearing what, where what people want to do, what if they think an idea is good or bad and and just also hearing what contributions they would have towards a particular uh, focus in the youth work role. yeah, I was always trying to figure out what the kids wanted to do. And as, as much as we may have loads of different things to do, one thing that came out of that research and just that, that questioning was understanding that young people just want a safe space to be. They want a place that they can make their own. They want a place that they can just hang out with their friends. Um, which sort of always confused me because I'd set up this youth club with all different types of activities. And then a group of them would just want to sit on their phones together <laughs> in the quietest space in the whole place, which was... Um, quite funny. So, yeah, just trying to understand what people want, why they want it, um, when they want it, all the questions that relate to such investigation.
0: Great. Thanks, Nathaniel. So now you're in your role at King's College London, do you think that your purpose has changed from a sort of gathering of opinions that you used to do do you feel like you're still able to take knowledge and apply it uh to the needs of the community you want to serve
1: i don't think my purpose has changed no i just believe in the process and how i gather knowledge has changed right. so my current work one of my current focuses of work is um, a stop and search project I will hope to be launching uh, mid to late July, and that depends on my ethics application being uh, successful. So, and this project is something that we're engaging young people with to co-design and uh, specific training for the police and their engagement of young black people in Lambeth. Uh, but there's also going to be an ideas workshop where young people can just think of their own ideas, and that doesn't necessarily uh, restrain them to training the police, but uh, other ideas and suggestions that they may have regarding uh, the police's relationship with black communities and number. So the process has changed because, and now I have to think about things like an ethics application, which my youth work role, um, was doing sort of similar practice, um, but it was never that decided by a committee of people per se. Um, as to what I do and don't do. Sure, I had my line manager there who would then talk to his line manager, who was the CEO of the whole company, of the whole charity. But um, yeah, having to do it in this format, having to go through pages and pages and pages of questions, um, which is really helpful. Um, but it's just a bit of a shock to the system. Coming from uh, roles where uh, a lot of things happened over conversation, we would definitely get it down on paper. And have it um, amended here and there. But to have like, specific deadlines, um, which are so constrained, what my understanding of the ethics committee at King's is that um, there's not very many people that are working on it and they only meet once a month to review applications. Whereas in my youth at Roanoke, I could just uh, pick up the phone or send an email and get a response quite quickly. Um, so I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. But in terms of gathering data, um, I still want to be engaging young people and hearing their voice, um, particularly around issues that, that affect them most, like the most, such as stop and search. Um, we know that uh, 15 to 19-year-olds are the, the age that are most likely to be stopped and searched in London, across all boroughs. Um, so, yeah, we will definitely get there. Thoughts and opinions, get their suggestions, get their ideas on paper, and hopefully make them a reality.
0: Great, thank you. And how how are you gathering this? How are you gathering their thoughts and opinions?
1: Yeah, so the plan is to run some one to one interviews with a a couple of young people, and they will be able to share their experiences around stop and search. But I'll also be questioning them about how they feel about stop and search. Um, and particularly, there's a really interesting question about how they felt at the time when they were stopped and searched, and how they felt and how they feel about themselves, how they feel about the police, how they feel about stop and search now, to see if there's any developmental changes in, in their thought process. Uh, there's also going to be uh, a focus group gathering young people across Lambeth who live there or work there uh, to, again, share some experiences in a safe space. But also begin to think of uh, ideas and solutions that uh, will change the issue that that they're facing. And then um, we lead into the ideas workshop and designing community and police training, which are very similar but also quite different. So, designing police and community training, that is, there's already funding for that specifically from the mayor's office, which we uh, have to actually. So that so the product itself will look like training for the police, whereas the ideas workshop is a lot more open, and uh, young people can bring whatever suggestions and ideas to that space. Uh, they will be working with um, people from the Centre for Society and Mental Health, people from Black Pride, um, potentially some some pro bono lawyers who um, have done some successful work with uh, police and community engagement in america um, and they've offered their services to us here as well so we're going to have loads of different stakeholders involved um, and make this a collective effort rather than um, just me saying what i want to do and putting that into
0: action do you think that it might have been easier to have these conversations about stop and search in the youth group Context as opposed to the research context?
1: That's a very good question. I believe that through this research context, it allowed me to think a lot more about what these conversations will bring up and then try and action how to support the young people in this way. So uh, it's been suggested that, yeah, we might be bringing out some very traumatic experiences with young people. So, what does aftercare look like? And The plan is to uh, develop a partnership with uh, mental health, the Mental Health Foundation, and specifically a program that they're working on called Becoming a Man, AKA BAM, B-A-M. BAM currently runs circles in different schools in Lambeth, engaging young men and helping them to identify what it means to become a man. And in that, there there are trained counselors um, that are working with these young people um, to help them understand how to express themselves and help them to understand themselves in general. So, that the hope is to get these band counsellors um, alongside the young people through the design process of all of their ideas, but also after, once a project is officially finished, um, allowing young people to have access to these counsellors should they wish to disclose things or uh, work through any experiences that they may have found very difficult. Whereas in the youth work, Sector. I think I, I'm not sure if I'd have as direct access to uh, counsellors and uh, trained people to deal to deal with issues that may come up. Yeah, so I think youth work may have allowed the conversation to be open up, up a more a bit more freely. However, I feel like research does put a necessary question to what does the outcome of that look like whereas I, I might not have thought about the outcomes specifically and maybe had the access to, to the resources that the young people need in my youth role. I don't think I've to had that as much as I do in my KCO and Black Friday role.
0: So access to university resources might help with a lot of things. I can see that. What I wanted to ask about is how are you taking these ideas that you were collecting from young people around Stop and Search and trying to make them a reality? Are they feeding into the training? Are they perhaps going to lead to future projects? What are your ideas?
1: So, uh, just due to ethics, I've not been able to directly engage young people just yet until I get ethics approval. So, I'm not sure what the young people might say um, as of yet. But from uh, their guardians or their gatekeepers, I've been, been trying, I've been speaking to people like youth clubs um, and other community organizations, as well as the Lamb of Youth Offending Services. Um, there's definitely young people with strong opinions on this that want to share their opinions. They want to share how they feel about these things. And I think I'm not sure what, what the ideas might look like, about what training might look like, but young people will have a say in, in all of that. So, The workshop, the ideas workshops themselves are still in the process of planning what those workshops look like. The designing police and community training, uh, that is also in its development and planning phase as well. But um, we do know that, yes, we we will be very intentional in securing funding for any ideas that do come out of these ideas workshops. But I am really passionate about not just raising young people's hopes and then letting them down. But uh we have a mandate to try and fulfill those those ideas, particularly as they've come directly from the young people. And um I'm in a position of influence and power per se to to make these things happen.
0: Yeah, it's really tricky to try and plan for action when you don't know exactly what that might be. And I know I've found it difficult to manage expectations for instance i've said we'll try and put what you say into action and then if someone recommends for instance you know tear down all borders this is a little tricky how are you thinking of um managing young people's expectations obviously they're going to give a lot of themselves and some things are going to be more feasible some things going to be less feasible how how do you explain that to people
1: i think having them on board not just to share their ideas but having them on board the planning will hopefully help them to see how difficult some of these ideas might need to action uh, it's one thing to say we want this we want that but um sitting down with young people talking to them about budgets talking to them about time frames talking to them about the right people to speak to, they might begin to understand the complexity of of, of these things. So um, that's where co-production is really important. Um, So I think hopefully young people will understand that there is definitely um, passion and desire to change things for the betterment of young people Um, and in my context, young black people. But um, it's not without its barriers. So I think, again, my my main thought process is just including them at every step and not leaving them out and not going cold turkey on them once I do hit a barrier, um, but helping them to understand and and be a part of that process as well.
0: Are you supported by, you mentioned that you were working with Black Thrive, and um, are you supported by activist groups and campaigning groups? Are they, you know, is there a sort of, training or skill sharing or capacity sharing around trying to implement some of the findings you might come up with
1: so uh, as a part of our designing community and police training i believe there are plans to engage um, particular campaigners from the uk group but as it stands i can't comment further on, on, on engaging campaigners but i think training young people Um, in order to action the thing that they have brought up is really important. Another big part of my role is developing other community researchers and um, hopefully through this stop and search project um, young people will come out of this wanting to uh, dig in a little deeper into the issues around their area and try and find ways to, to solve some of the issues that they're seeing and hopefully I can provide some opportunities for them to do that. I know that There are plans in place to develop some online peer researcher training, which will be free and available to anybody that may be interested.
0: And what do you think about how young people might feel around the police training? So it seems like this is a predefined outcome of your qualitative research. Do you feel like there might be some resistance in uh engaging with the police like this
1: um for sure without fail i'm sure there will be some resistance this training was um, predetermined before i came on board so this is something that yeah that has to be done i think the reason why it's even in this process now it should have been delivered already i believe that um, the powers that be i believe the local council wanted to get an external group in to do the training but there was some resistance to that because um, it, that training wouldn't have involved local residents and local young people as a part of that training. So I think again, just making sure that young people are aware of what's happening. Um, young people will have a position of power in this, and getting and reminding them that yeah, that their their voices can be heard directly to those uh, people that they believe to be uh, mistreating them um, through stop and search and um, through just general relationship with the police. I do think that there will be resistance. Um, I, I understand that and I appreciate that because I've had my own stop and search experiences myself and I've, I've seen uh, police conduct, which which is probably less, less than professional, to say the least. My angle is just reminding young people that they can be a part of the change, um, that we want them on board with this and um, potentially through through their work on the Stop and Search project, young people in 10 to 20 years' time won't have to deal with these same issues.
0: Yeah, I guess it's probably both positive and a negative to have this predefined output in the sense Mm -hmm. that you have something which tangibly is going to happen, you know that, but then it perhaps makes it harder for young people to... It it takes... tiny bit of control away from the young people I suppose. Um, So it's an interesting tension. And I wanted to ask, are you, you know, you mentioned that you haven't engaged with um, campaigning groups yet. It'd be great if you could go into that in a bit more detail. Why, Why wait until the end of the process? And why not link in with some ongoing campaigns which might have already some predefined recommendations?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, just to respond back to your previous point about the pre the predetermined output, um, that's partially relieved through this project, through the ideas workshop. So that's something that isn't restrained, and that's something young that people can speak freely and openly, bring their ideas about. Um, and that's something that we hope to and plan to uh, gather funding for to action some of those ideas. So um, these, these are the two strands that will hopefully run in tandem over the summer. Um, one that is predetermined, one that is just seeing what young people are about and the level of not knowing there. But there's also a willingness to engage young people for that. Um, and to answer your most recent question about engaging campaigners, I am a part of a group at Lambeth Council and the police called disruption deter, which are actioning the Lambeth Made Safer strategy and seeing what um, local residents, the council and police can do to keep their community safer. And within that, there are uh, streams of actions about regarding Stop and Search. So even though I'm running this Stop and Search project, there are other members of the council, there are um, police officers that are doing specific training with their own colleagues already around Stop and Search. I've also engaged with the community monitoring group in Lambeth regarding stop and search where we get to watch body worn footage. So there is there is a level of um, connecting with other people here already. There's no point in, that, in us acting individually and just uh, duplicating and replicating the same thing. It makes sense to, to bring all ideas, knowledge and resources together to create an even better and stronger output.
0: Building on from that, how do you see this work in... The bigger picture of fighting for race equality, I guess, or less discrimination, or Mm -hmm. in the context of, I guess, the recent protests across the world around Black Lives Matter. How do you see your research feeding into that bigger picture?
1: I hope that it will be taken seriously by the police. Um, I hope that this training will lead to just gen- generally better relationships and, and, and behaviour by the police. Some conversations that we've had already um, are, are, are bringing up certain conversations where we just want the police to have a conversation with people and let them know what's going on, keeping them well informed, rather than creating a state of panic. And I feel, I feel like that's such a basic human thing to do, um, which, which makes this lasting change a bit more difficult um, we're changing the nature of people's hearts.
0: Um, it's not just a specific power that they have, it's how they
1: use that power. So, in the long term, I would love if this project is, is a success. We see a reduction in the disproportionate stock of young black people. Um, we saw stop and searches happen with more integrity and respect. We saw stop and searches just lessen. And when they do happen, it's with greater better and greater intel. Um, and then with that happening in Lambeth and seeing that um, spread across the, across the city and across the country. So that I think that's, 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 that's the dream, you know, um, of yeah, re- reducing stock and searches. Um, I, I wouldn't say eradicating them completely, but I think reducing them um, is, is important because I've seen some shocking statistics of the number of stops and searches and percentage of those that are actually positive i.e. finding a illegal weapon or
0: substance on someone. I there's a last question, and just really following on from that. So I'm thinking what happens if the young people you work with are saying actually we would like to eradicate stop and search. Actually we would like to see less funding go to police and more into youth clubs for instance yeah yeah how you know i guess that is you know heading towards more more structural change so how do you Mm -hmm. work with that and try and apply you know some quite big fundamental ideas which you know might I imagine will at least be discussed in, in the groups.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the, the, the young people of today are a lot more aware of, of these uh, potential outcomes and like, these ideas than I was when I was younger. So I, I am expecting that. I think um, one thing I know that I have to do is, is present their ideas <laughs> and allow them to present their ideas. Um, I think, and, and this is the brilliant thing about this partnership. So it won't just be me. But there's um, these pro bono lawyers that I've mentioned already. Hopefully we'll get activists and campaigns like the LM on board. Um, where we can reason these, these things and, and, and speak about them and look at the pros and cons. However, I think at the end of the day, if this does come out of this ideas workshop, then I feel like there's, there's a mandate there to investigate that and to explore that further. Um, I think, I'm not sure if I made it clear already, but there's very good communication with the police with the Lambeth and south at BCU currently. And I think they're, they're they, I know it's a, I think, a proper a, a whole map of trying to develop police trust um, and relationships with the with Black communities in London. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the police are very aware of um, how they are viewed in, in Black communities. So, in, in regards to your question around, like, Young people wanting to defund the police and young people wanting to um, direct funding into other into other areas. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you I've just come from youth from the youth sector in terms of my career and yeah, it, it could definitely do a lot more funding. Um, so I'm pro pumping money into that. But again, I think the, the one thing I can do is is allow their ideas to be presented, um, allow those ideas to be developed, and um, Recruiting people that might have better knowledge and expertise than myself to help really flesh things out. Um, but again, yeah, I think there's a there's a mandate there to um, to explore the idea, um, to to figure out what that actually looks like, um, rather than just saying it and saying it because it's quite um, popular at the moment. Um, but yeah, let's 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 figure out what this looks like together. Let's do that.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. That that's really great and very considered. So that's that's all from us today. Thank you so much for your time, Nathaniel. I just wanted to ask you if there was anything you wanted to end with, if there's anything you want to publicize around your work and any way that people can get in touch with you and find out more about what you do.
1: Um I want to end it with saying that um, young people, you, you have more power than you than you think. Please tap into that, and please tap into the other people around you. Put pressure on us. Ask us questions. Don't don't feel like you need to be silent. I, will, if people look out for the launch of the Stop and Search project mid to late July, I currently have young people that are interested in this, but. There will be um, more information on our flyer. My email address it is Nathaniel N for November A T H A N I E L dot Martin M A R T I N at K C L dot A C dot U K, and I also have my Black Five email address, which is the same Nathaniel Martin at Black Five dot org. Nathaniel dot Martin at Black Five dot org. Um, So yeah, contact me by email um, and let's see how we can go forward.